Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the show. Um, so tonight, of course, is the night, and we're talking about our Dexter After Show, and it's episode eight. Um, um, episode eight of Dexter New Blood. Sorry, I forgot the title of the episode. I was so focused in on the story. Um, unfair game. So this episode takes place right when the last one left off, and you see Dexter wakes up in the trunk of this guy's car, and he's trying to figure out where he is, and he has this um, he, he's having the, he's having this vision of his son Harrison getting in a fight with a bunch of those jocks, and he's actually releasing his dark passenger. Um, so Dexter wakes up, and then he uh, he he realizes what's going on because he hears a phone call between the guy driving the car, and he's having a conversation with Kurt, and he says, "Oh yeah, I got I got the bait, I got the big fish in the trunk right about now," and he goes, "You take care of the son." And as soon as uh, as soon as Dexter hears the word "son," he goes into full Dexter mode, and it's pretty much it's like a hun- uh, kind of like a cat and mouse kind of game throughout the whole episode for the most part. Um, and then while well, that's that, Kurt's dealing with uh, Kurt's dealing with Harrison, you know, trying to get like trying to get Harrison to be like trying to be a father figure to Harrison to try to take away Dexter's thunder and. Yeah, so I, I, I liked it. I mean, I like that we're getting, finally getting some answers with the show. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad to be honest with you, too. We're actually finally getting some ground with Harrison and Dexter, finally. And they're finally yep. wrapping up some stuff that they need to wrap up with. Yeah. Something that I really am happy with. Um, but like you mentioned, though, you have Eric who's driving Dexter. He puts him in the trunk, passed out. Dexter dreams about Harrison beating and killing some wrestlers, which is the dreams, which is that sequence that you saw in the background mm-hmm. on one of the promos. So yeah. my thing was this. Whenever I saw that thing, it's about Dexter just having that anxiety of what's going to happen to his son if he's not around. Who's going to help him? Who's going to guide him? Mm-hmm. And, and it also goes into the question is, would uh Kurt be the one to drive him home to where he would actually guide him onto his ba- dark passenger or would and everything if Dexter's not around but that also makes him even struggle even more to where he's trying to get out of those uh straps as well mm-hmm. and of course you know when Eric gets on the phone he's like hey look boss I have I have the package and that's like you said he goes into full Dexter mode but what did you think of that scene not actually happening rather than it's just like a dream sequence as if to say this is what's going to happen to me if i'm not around for my son i kind of wanted that really to happen if, not just the not the brutality of him killing the guys but i actually kind of wanted to see the actual fight in in the cabin because the because the, the 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 dream sequence didn't look didn't look great that's i'll just say that it looked kind of it took kind of take took you out of the like took you out of it a little bit um, because I liked in the pro uh, the be- promo when they're doing the, the interview and the cast and like they're having the featurette and thing, the fight looked more realistic and looked more intense. This one, I mean, I mean his vision kind of looked all cartoony in a sense, so it kind of took me out of it. And then, and then when Dexter woke up, that's that's when the show, like the episode, start picked it, kicked it into twelfth gear. You see, for me, I felt the opposite to be honest with you, and I can understand how it could feel cartoony and stuff like that. For me, it drew me in on the consequences of what would happen if Dexter's not around. But also, too, I wish it would actually play out of not being a dream sequence rather than having a cause and effect mm-hmm. where, you know, you have cause and effect of the consequences that Harrison's done 
And because of those consequences, it's going to cause those jocks to go after him. So that's what I wanted to see more of, more of the jocks showing up and actually being the crap out of Harrison or even worse. But I did like the, here's the thing. I did like the stunts within the dream sequences. I thought that the scene with Harrison was really good. And then of course, when he gets blood on his face and everything, it's like he just has that ape shit smile on his face, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like a Tarantino smirk in a sense. But, you know, I thought the scene dream sequence worked in certain aspects and stuff like that. But, you know, I can understand how it could pull you out a little bit, though, too. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it just the way it looked. I mean, it looked better in the promo what the fe and during the feature it than it actually did now. So, I mean, it's funny. Like, it, didn't, it, it was only that small portion. It didn't take me out from the rest of the episode, but, uh, which I was happy on. But, um, man, I was like, when Dexter's like, I'm surprised. How did that guy survive? Once, once, once Dexter did, like, like pretty much did the thing to his mouth and he got, and he crashed. Dexter's fine. He got flown out the, uh, he got blown out the no and, and I just, I just remember, this reminded me of the Hitman's bodyguard. Did you ever hear about seatbelt rule when Ryan Reynolds gets flown out from the car and he, and he ends up lands perfectly in Sam Jackson's face? But unlike that one, you actually see, um, see the guy's kind of knocked out, but but the way Dexter gets out just fine. I guess he's Dexter never heard of the seatbelt rule. <laughs> I actually laughed though. All I could think of whenever he had. Whenever he did that to Eric, mm -hmm. where he has like the yeah. scars on his mouth, is the Joker. Do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> you know, but yeah. you know, I was really thinking to myself, oh crap, what's gonna be what's gonna happen with Eric and everything? Of mm -hmm. course, Eric gets out of the car and he has the rifle in his hand. I'm like, this is not good. You no. have Dexter's unarmed going up against a hunter who hunts things for a, probably a living or for sport. And that's definitely not a good idea. And so now he's having to go into the woods. And as he's going into the woods, Eric winds up shooting him in the leg. And this is also causing Dexter to leave a trail of blood. So now he's wondering how is he going to get out of the situation that he's in as well. And I'm also wondering, I'm like, I was like on the edge of my seat with this thing. Because yeah. I thought the stunts in this show, in this episode, was really good and very well laid out. Mm -hmm. And also, too, when Eric is chasing after him, Dexter's also hiding behind um, a tree. And then, of course, Eric winds up shooting him. Dexter runs again. Then, of mm -hmm. course, we wind up seeing this stream near a creek. And Dexter's thinking the same thing. Oh, shit, I need to get out of this whole entire predicament that I'm in. So he yeah. makes some tracks trying to make it look like that he jumped in like he just like he ended up jumping into the thing. And, of course, Eric being a hunter because. I know this BS. I can do this all day. But what do you think about the, those scenes? I mean, I knew Dexter was going to get out of it because Dexter's he's very resourceful. He knows what he's he knows what he's doing. So him like, I mean, you feel that and you see the random images of Deb. You need to go kill this guy, Kurt. And, and it's like, wow, Deb was telling him not to kill anybody. Yet now Deb wants him to kill somebody. So it's just it's just funny seeing Deb do the one huge the the his his Deb doing a huge one eighty, which I thought was hysterical. Just her like her telling encouraging Dexter, you need to kill this guy. After all all season long, she's been telling him you don't need to kill him. So I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean it was, it was intense. But you, you just kind of had a feeling Dexter was going to survive. 
And then when he finds out about the cabin, oh, um, yeah, you have all day, but the night is mine. Like this, like this, I that love that line. line. <laughs> yeah, was, and he picks up the knife, and but that sequence what he did with the mirror, oh man, that was that was awesome. Him jumping right out of the mirror, like none, like like a bat out of hell. And, and he's and yeah, like that was that was cl- that was awesome, Dexter, right there. Uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't even expecting him to jump out of the mirror like that. To be honest with you, I was expecting him maybe to sneak up behind him. Yeah, maybe. That, but just to jump out in fr- in front of him like that in the mirror, that was ballsy. That was actually pr- a pretty cool stunt coordinated by them, to be honest with pissed. you. Of course he's going to jump out of the mirror. I think he, he was pissed because his he son's was. involved. And also, too, the cabin part was awesome. I love that. It had that horror slasher kind of feel to it. And the summer camp w- made in the wintertime kind of feel to it. Yeah. I liked it. It had like that ski loft kind of feel. And then, of course... You know, you have that being played out, and then you have Eric following uh, the blood trail all, all the way to the cabin. And I liked, to be honest with you, I love that uh, quote that Dexter says, you may have all day, but I have all night. That was actually yeah. a clever line. I love the line you wrote on the mirror. You look beautiful. And then he made it, like, it's like the way he's kind of spelled beautiful, kind of ma- ma- made it spell, like, kind of, like, spelled it wrong. So the guy was staring. He see him staring at the mirror for a while, looking at his face, and he got, like, just the bloody, like you said, look Joker vibes, and then he's staring. And it gets hence it's one of those jokes: never stare too close into something, especially around Halloween, because you knew somebody's going to jump right out. And that's exactly what Dexter did. He like the guy, like guy thought he was bright. No, you fell for the oldest trick in the book: staring really close into something, and then boom, he pops right out, asking, "Where's my son?" And he goes, "I don't know." And then I think he like he punches him or stabs him. And he goes, "All right, I'll tell you." And it's at, it's at Kurt's other cabin. Right. And another thing I want to mention is this, though, too. We also have another scene before this, though, too, mm. where we have, remember, Harrison's looking at Angela's daughter with, uh, yeah. you know, with Zach, who's getting a Christmas tree. And he's mm. kind of pissed off. But then he starts walking away. Then that's when Kurt winds up calling him. Yeah. And when he gets the call from Kurt, he goes, uh, he sounds kind of surprised because Kirk got out of pri- out of jail. He goes, "I thought you were in jail." Oh, you know, it's just um, a long story. It's okay. Um, I thought you'd be working o- over at the truck stop. He goes, "No, I took the day off because you got arrested and everything. And I didn't know what the outcome was going to be." Well, yeah. where are you at? And you can tell Kurt is pissed off because he's not at the location where he could be. Uh, where you know, basically, Kirk feels safe at. Yeah, because that's basically a safe haven. His covenant. If you yeah. think about it. So now he has to pick him up in public. So what does he do? He winds up picking up Harrison. And they wind up breaking into the high school, technically, because Kurt has, still has the keys back whenever he was actually part of the um, sport. Wrestling team, yeah. Wrestling team. And then, of course, you wind up seeing the softball, this uh, the baseball. Yeah. The baseball scene That's and everything. The pitching machine. Yeah, the pitching machine. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, is he going to kill him with the baseball? Mm-hmm. Hit him in the head and do it that way? But I'm like, no, that's not Kirk's M.O., but it also makes me kind of frightful for Harrison with that scene. Yeah. As well, because you don't know what to expect from Kirk. Kirk is a loose cannon when things don't go his way. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you kind of knew. He, I don't think he was going to kill him there. Because obviously he had a, he whatever he did to Harrison, he kind of wanted Dexter to be there. So I kind of had a feeling he was safe there because there's a reason. Like, why did you capture Dexter 
while he takes care of the son, like, I'm pretty sure he kind of wanted to see it because he wanted, like, because how De- his son, like, so sends of the father, like, he kind of wanted, like, to, like, make Dexter watch. So I, I, that, but that was hard, especially when Harrison, like, you guys, you could see that anger streak, like him getting hit repeatedly, him going, like, remembering everything. Like, he was pissed. Like, like, I'm surprised he didn't throw down right there and beat up Kurt, but. I mean, he took some welts by there. He did. But also, too, that was his way of dealing with pain more yeah. than anything. That that was actually about him dealing with pain versus be, um, being pissed off. Yeah. And that was his way of coping is doing self-harm to your body when you're dealing with pain. But then after Kirk saw the damage and everything that was going on to his body, he's like, no, we're just going to cut this off. But yeah. he kind of gives him a pat on the back. Goes, man, you're a tough kid. And then yeah. he goes back over to the. Uh, then I don't get this scene where basically you have Harrison looking into the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's looking of, at his, he was looking at his injuries to see want to see how bad it was. I guess. Right, but also too, um, it's also self reflecting onto Kurt's son though to Matt because mm-hmm. of the fact that he. Basically, it seemed like that Kirk wanted to take him as a as an adoption type of deal. Yeah, maybe kill Dexter and then, of course, take Harrison in as his own. But then, I don't then know. Then we find out what really was going on. Um, but then we got the side story of Angela looking into. I didn't care for this portion at all. I'm sorry, Angela's getting kind of annoying now. Like she's right out there with Kurt. You're trying to find out like these cold cases about oh I gotta look at the needles like like what I'm like can you just leave him alone seriously <laughs> just leave Dexter alone like, he, like you you should be thankful for what he's done he's kept you safe and nobody will bother him like and, and if whatever he does like you're 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 asking questions your body's cashing check like your your body's ca- um, creating checks that your body can't cash. Literally, do not go barking up this tree. You not you're not gonna like what you're gonna find. And I don't no. know why she's focusing on that time to look into this. Well, it's, don't it's, forget, yeah. we can always thank um, the podcast girl though too. Yeah, and it's, it's her fault. I mean, I mean, Dexter just threw you a bone and saved your life, and this is how you repay him by throwing him under the bus to make her. Make your friend go look into this. Really? Is this right. how you repay your friends? Molly. Honestly, I like Molly as a podcaster. I thought she's really yeah. smart. She's quirk, quirky. I really liked. I like. Her. Yeah, I like Molly too. I just don't like how she repaid Dexter. No, under the bus. Right, because he did her a solid. She would have been six feet under if it wasn't for him. To be honest. Yeah. And to do it in that way is uh, that that pisses me off though. But then. I had a feeling, remember whenever I went back to the whole entire deal where Dexter was getting the needle and stuff like that? And remember when I said there has to be, this has to wind up coming back later on on him in some way. Yeah. And so it was a B. Yeah. This is how it's coming back. Yeah, it's it's coming back, but it's kind of annoying how it's coming back on him, but we don't really know yet. But if, if he took out, like he beat the crap out of a drug dealer. Who the co- who the Angela literally saw dealing drugs in the restaurant? Why didn't you arrest him? Hello, by doing him a solid. This is not quid pro quo. This person dealt drugs in your in your town. 
and 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 you're gonna let him go seriously like, right why does he get immunity over that fact whenever he's already making people od off of the off of those things that he's selling even though the person that's making the fake counterfeit is dead he's still uh making some kind of product on his own now without him yeah that's I mean, one thing i don't get like why does he get in full immunity because of the fact dexter's stuck him with the needle yeah and the way i see it is this what makes them think that just because the kid said it, he could have actually inflicted, did self-inflicted on on it himself. He could have winded up sticking his own self, yeah, with a needle. Or, but it's just coincidental though that two people with those same marks, though. And yet, another... she, and yet Angela's going on that straw. I'm like, come on, you should be thanking him. Like you, maybe, like I said, don't go be asking questions that you don't want to find out the answers for. I don't think you're ready for this. And I think this is going to bite her in the end. And it should. And then again, that's part of this. That was the point of the story. I didn't really, this episode, I didn't really care for. I didn't really care about that. No. I cared more about what's going on with Dexter and Harrison, to be honest, because those are the more two important parts of this episode. Right. But my question is this Do you think she'll be kicked off the force for investigating something that isn't even that much of an importance whenever it's a shut case? I don't know. I I really don't know. Like we got two episodes left. They got to figure that out. Like, like I I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, just don't have her be the one that kills Dexter. That'd be the stupidest thing ever. Like, just to have her just because he put a needle in two guys. What and then and then he kind of like protected your city. He's like a vigilante in a sense. He's a serial killer, but he's kind of like a vigilante. He's like one of those nice ones. Like, just don't piss him off and. Don't hurt, don't hurt him or anybody who knows. And you're okay. Like, just you can be friends with him. Just don't piss him off and don't do something stupid. By and you sh- again, we'll see where this goes. Again, I don't know. I don't really care. I didn't. I was like, I was watching her go for him. Like, oh my god, really? Just enough. You're turning <laughs> into Kurt right now. Obsessed. To be, okay. So another thing though too is Logan's uh, brought up the stuff with Angela to Angela though too. Mm-hmm. Then we also have. Uh, Angela questioning uh, him because now it makes it look like that Logan's incompetent of things, even though she's not really telling him why why she's asking all these questions. She shouldn't have been in New York. It's simple. Right. <laughs> it's simple. But another thing I want to bring up too, um, remember this goes back to the scene that we were talking about where basically Eric and Dexter, where mm. Eric says it's not personal. Or anything, yeah. and I like the thing that Dexter says. It's just my son. That's all. And then he just winds up stabbing him. Well, he stabs him like it's my son. It's a, oh, of course personal. it's personal. Like right. yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't do the conventional way. He doesn't have time. He just stabbed him and covered him up. Like nobody's <laughs> gonna find this cabin. You know what I thought he was gonna do, and I thought it would actually play out pretty good. Is if he went on ahead, yeah, he dressed up like Eric. But what mm-hmm. I would have wanted was he pulls up to his house, even though there was not much time. But I believe his game plan was dress up like Eric. Then as he's un, uh, as he's looking at the body, he realizes that it's Eric. And then that's when we have Dexter that winds up killing uh, killing Kurt. Yeah. But then the show would have been over. Right. Then, then the show would have been over, and then there wouldn't be no point for two more episodes. <laughs> no. <laughs> there isn't. But... 
then, you know, as this is going on, as Dexter's driving, texting Harrison from another phone, and I like the expression on Harrison's face. He's like, okay, something major is going on now if my dad's texting me from another phone. He's not well, texting yeah, me. He was, his- and then he, then he was kind of like ignoring him, like, why are you bothering me? Why are you, he's about to say, why, what the heck are you doing? Like, he, he's about to t- text that to him, and then he just turned off the Wi-Fi. It was like Harrison was kind of like, he was kind of like already going toward, leaning towards Team Kurt over team, over team Dexter. And I think at that point he didn't care. So, and then he was like trying to enjoy himself. It wasn't until his life was in danger, however. That's when he wanted Dexter. But that's when he wanted that. And that one was like, that now that, that was the scene I was talking about the whole time, how I thought Kurt was about, was about to pull the trigger. And I thought it was going to be Audrey, the daughter. And yeah. and then you see the I see the car come up and he runs out of the way. That's that scene, and it was it was Harrison was the one that was about to get shot, and Dexter is the one that saves him, which I thought was that was awesome. Like I just yeah. knew he was gonna you just knew he was gonna show up in the nick of time to save his son and Kurt running off like a little bitch that he is. <laughs> well, okay, so let me just do a few other yeah. things before we get into that part though, too, yeah, because there's a lot of dialogue. Okay, so we wind up seeing Kurt inside thing he's cooking dinner for harrison and i'm thinking to myself is he gonna poison him at this point and also too he and harrison's also catching on to kurt just a little bit but at the same time it's playing with his emotions a little bit though too Mm -hmm. especially with him having the text from dexter too so he goes around the cabin and he was about to text him and then he decided not to after kurt winds up asking him if if everything's okay and then that's when, like you said, that's when he goes, why the hell are you t- texting me? But then he turns it into airport mode. I wonder yeah. if that's a survival tactic so the way his phone wouldn't go off when he was with Kurt, whenever he was starting to notice certain things. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be it. I mean, it might be survival mode because airplane mode, you can't, like, you don't get notifications and um, you can't text or anything because he was about to hit send. What the hell are you doing? And then he decided not to. Um, and then, and then he's just sitting there just drinking with like drinking that eating venison and all that stuff. Yeah. And the whiskey and whiskey. And then this, the two of them talking and it sounded like Kurt really was like, like being, being a father figure to Harrison. And he goes, Oh, Oh shit. I got to do something. I'll be right back. But you kind of mean like, okay, what's <laughs> going on here? Like. We're like, what's going on here? And then you see him come back in the ski mask. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Like he's going in, oh, like on a James Bond mis- mission or something, going after James Bond in a ski mask. And Harrison at first is thinking that he's just he's just laughing his ass off. He's like, what like, the hell are you doing? Wait, and is then this a joke? Goes, yeah, yeah. And then his face is just blank. And then he goes, um, the sins of the father, like that. So pretty much, essentially, the sins of the father. Like, all right, like, so pretty much, she was about to kill Harrison because it's not it's not your fault, kid. I really like you, you're a great kid. You just got to pay for what your father did. And Harrison's like, wait, what? He's like, get up, get outside. And it was all getting like very serious, very quickly. And and then as soon as the car shows up, and this is how idiot Kurt is. All right, get him, get over here. Bring bring da- bring the dad out. I want him to see this. And that's when he realizes, oh, shit, it's not him. It's Dexter. (laughs) Right. And 
Oh, here's another thing too. I was wondering how he would know that was Dexter driving, unless, of course, of how fast he was driving because it's at nighttime. So I'm thinking to myself, yeah. how would he know that? But he, he's probably wearing that. He was wearing the hat, the same hat as Eric. True, right. But also too, I I don't think that. Um, then after he realizes it's not him, he's you know he winds up taking the shot. That's something yeah. I was wondering about how he knew. If it was, how he knew i think it was because how fast the car is moving true Honestly, i think it was that um but let's also talk about this other thing real quick too with the dinner scene this dinner scene yeah he winds up telling harrison he goes i promise that i would never leave you or abandon you i'm like this reminds me of straight up from the movie hook mm-hmm. where captain hook is trying to take uh robin williams's kids and he goes i promise you that i'll I'll take care of you and I'll do every anything that you want, uh, anything. And I won't ever miss any of your baseball games. And that's exactly what it feels like with this. It's like, I promise you, I won't abandon you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here for you. And Harrison has like a little bit of a tear because that's what he wants to hear. But it, which is that it was come from Dexter instead yeah. of him. Yeah. But, but Yeah. But when Dexter showed up, make a time, and he didn't get to lay the punch on Kurt. This Kurt ran off. I was like, oh, this is the second time. He almost was able to land a punch on him, which means I think by episode 10, he'll lay a punch on him. I think he'll do more than lay a punch on him since he got kidnapped and was also trying to brainwash his kid. It's yeah. on. It's, it's like, full yeah. dad mode now. Yeah. And, um, and, and then Harrison oh. running over to Dexter and hugging him. I thought that was great. I'm like, we're finally getting, finally getting to that point now. Like, and and in the car ride home at the end of the episode, that was like the best part of the episode. Dude, that felt that hit me in the feels. I'm not gonna lie. That he, that was a good father and son moment. He was revealing. It's like your dark past, and you're like, like I was born in blood, just like you. Um, and he's pretty much he's gonna. I'm gonna tell you everything, and that's what the next episode is. He's gonna tell him everything about the passenger, the code, and then you see Harrison just hug him. That we're finally getting somewhere, and Harrison actually <laughs> likes his dad now, which is okay. Which I was really happy, really wanted to see from the like, just like it was a sigh of relief from both him and Dexter because he could finally tell his son what's really going on. Um, we'll see where we go for this. Let's see how this is going to progress. But uh, I think I think Harrison's going to be okay with Dexter being him, honestly. I think so, too. I like that scene so much. He's like, look, I was born in blood just like you are. He goes, I had someone that showed me everything, and I want to help you just like he helped me. Yeah. Like my uh, my adopted father sh- uh, helped me. Now I want to help you the way he yeah. helped me. There's a way to deal with it. And Harrison knows that what he's dealing with is something more. Yeah. He doesn't know how to cope with it. He, he's being misunderstood by his own thoughts, his own actions. He doesn't know what to do. And now he's embracing Dexter. And I love it. I love this scene so much. Yeah. And then you have Angela going on ahead, investigating. On Christmas Eve. Not very festive. You're you're focusing on Dexter for stuff that he did in Miami that has nothing to do with what's going on here. Like, come on now. Like, Really? You really want to bark up this tree again? You're asking you're you're asking too many questions. You don't even want to know the answers for. I would just no. Let it go. 
And get, and everything that she first she keys in Dexter's name, and then she goes in and decides to put in the drug that's being used. And I have a question. I mean, I know we did the review for season two when we wind up having the whole entire investigation of the Bay Harbor Butcher, but did they even confirm that that's the drug that was used? I don't think so. I don't remember. Again, season two is like the season I want to forget because of Lila. Oh my god. Like, no, I'm not even going up there. But I just find it funny because the ketamine that was used it was the name of the song that Michael yeah. C. Hall's band played. Uh, I think Princess Goes to the Museum. Uh, I think it's like Princess Goes to the, the Museum or something of Butterfly or whatever. It was at the end of one of the episodes. That song was played at the end of one of the episodes, and the, and the title of the song was called Ketamine, which yeah. I think is this is hilarious. Which I think is a this is a huge one full circle we going right here. Definitely, it's like a little bit of a foreshadowing into this episode. Yeah. With that I mean, song, it was, not, it was not this episode. It was like a couple episodes well, ago. Well, I'm saying foreshadowing into this episode is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, or the um, whole show. But the, yeah, it's princesses goes to the butterfly museum. There I actually go. downloaded their yeah. EP. Yeah, but <laughs> because uh, during the interview, Michael C. Hall said that he had huge Dexter vibes while writing the music. Hmm. So he said, "This is basically the soundtrack for Dexter." I mean, the music video is Dexterish. Yes, definitely. But okay, so we talked about the episode. Now, what about this new promo for episode nine? I mean, it's mainly like a lot of it's Dexter telling Harrison what's really what goes on, and you think he's, and I think you you see some flashbacks of him finally wearing that Miami shirt. I think while Dexter, well, Harrison was a kid and a clown or whatever did something to him. And I think Dexter killed him, killed a clown. <laughs> I think so. That's what it looks like. Right. It, because I was going to tell you, I said, if you look at the hair and the hairstyle, that's the most, that's Miami Dexter. This is yeah. not small town Jim Lindsay Dexter. This is, no. uh, this is actually Miami Metro Dexter. Yeah. And then you see, Kurt show up. I think it was like a Christmas party. It was like a like hey, you see Harrison at the the house with Dexter at uh, Audrey and Angela's house, and you see Kurt show up with like him do the see you later trigger yeah. or something like that. Him like this him like that. I'm like, dude, you're really asking for it. You really yeah. think you're? And then and oh, oh by the way, when he told Harrison the story about his dad being the one that really killed these girls, I was like. And mix really? up uh, of the DNA though too. It was his DNA, and like no, it's that's complete BS. Like once you see the real story, it's complete BS. He's telling Harrison lies. Luckily, and Harrison think, didn't buy that. But right now, that was another thing I was going to ask you. Whenever he said, "Did you see a change in uh, Harrison whenever he winded up making that BS story?" I'm not sure. Um, I think Harrison just didn't know what to think. To be honest. Part of me thinks that that's what made him a little bit more hesitant. It's like, wait a second, your DNA matched up with somebody else's DNA and you're blaming your father? That, to me, I think that raised uh, his ears up a little bit more, to be honest. That's just me looking yeah. at it. But um, going off of what you said about Dexter might be killing a clown, that could be a little bit of a callback to, um, not a callback to Dexter or anything, 
but John Wayne Gacy mm. with being a serial killer and then doing it in that kind of scenario. If that's what Dexter did was investigate this clown that uh, it happens to be a serial killer killing other kids. I think, or I think he just killed the clown because he, I think he's like trying to protect his son. So you think that this is actually a flashback with Harrison, not, yeah. the, not, no, yeah, flashback. Flashback, yeah, it's flashback to Harrison. Okay, because I was thinking the other way around with him working for Miami Metro and tracking down this clown who happens to be a predator. But that's it. I mean, again, this could be, this is all the, you're, I think we're right on with Miami Metro because that's Miami Metro. Dexter is what the outfit he was wearing. Yeah, I think it could be both. I think I think the cl- the clown he's looking at has been attacked, like attracted to kids. And I think he was like, Dexter and Harrison were at the fair one day, and I think they he found this clown. And I I, I think it has something. Mm. I think I'm pretty sure Dexter killed a clown that was trying to attack his son. It makes honestly. sense. To be honest with you, that gives you more motivation to go after someone like that than just having this clown that happens to be at the police station that. As a convicted killer, so that would make more sense. Yes. I mean, it was a really fast promo, so and then again, we'll have to, like, and then again, we're only two episodes still away from Can show done. So, but yeah, that's pretty much everything that I wanted to cover as far as this episode goes. I know that this is a little bit shorter, but that's pretty much the meat of the whole entire deal here with episode eight. Pretty much, uh, you mean, but I actually like this episode. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I liked it too. Like, I mean, I, I, like we're finally getting somewhere, and we're getting some answers. And Dexter's actually, you know, going like finally like doing what he was supposed to do the like earlier on the season, telling Harrison the truth. Um, and we're finally it. It took his son getting being a danger to him saving him to do it, but it's getting done. Right. Like I said, the embrace him embra- uh, Dexter embracing Harrison, and then Harrison now able to talk to Dexter. Now, I don't think yeah. they're going to need therapy anymore. I think it's going to be no. fine. I mean, this uh, is shorter than the actual episode itself, but then again, I don't really, I didn't really care for the uh, the other small portion of it. Like I was just, I just cared about Harrison and Dexter. Honestly, right. I didn't really care about the other aspect to the story because if there's no story. It's pointless. Same. So that's going to be it for our Dexter after show for episode eight. I do appreciate everyone that is able to tune in for tonight's episode and stuff like that. I know this is a little bit short. I know people are starting to come in a little bit, but we're actually done a little bit earlier than what we expected. But uh, tomorrow night, I'm actually going to be on Vernon Kelly's show doing the Matrix review over there. Oh, the new one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, him and I are probably going to be, I'm going to be ranting. He's going to be talking a little bit, or maybe it might be both because him and I. I think it's going to be, I, I, it seems like it's going to be both ranting, to be honest. I think, I think, because that's what it seemed like you two are like on the same page. <laughs> so that's going to be your version of Space Jam 2. I, like I said, I will say I saw the movie. Space Jam 2 is in a whole other level of baditude. This movie is not as bad as. Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2 is tied. My, I have a first ever tie in my worst movies of the year list. Tom and Jerry and Space Jam 2 are tied for worst movies of the year for me. Spa- Matrix is not even on that level. Not <laughs> even close. It's only in my top 10 of the year so far. I gotcha. Uh, but I do have a little bit of an announcement to make. Um, Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to be doing an indie podcast. Uh, episode. Basically, it's called Indie Podcast Unite. 
and it's going to be a live event at 1 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 7 o'clock p.m. General Mountain Time. And basically, this is just me trying to get other podcasters together, other indie podcasts, and just trying to get them noticed a little bit more and also to get myself out there as well and just have a fun conversation with everybody. We're going to have Western Reviews, if you don't know who he is. He was actually on my show doing the Halloween uh, review. And then, of course, he was also on the trivia show that we did. And we also have the Listen, Listen, Listen podcast with Curtis. And he's been on my show a couple of times. We did a couple of movie reviews over there. Then we have the Cato Classic FPL podcast that we did. Uh, but then I did. Uh, here's the thing. I never got a chance to listen to this podcast yet, but I will. Then I have Happy Hour with the Hamilton Brothers on the show as well. And I'm just going to tell you this. If you're into fun conversation with the Hamilton Brothers, because I listen to their podcast, think of it as going into the bar. And you're listening to two guys conversate over different topics, and they're just running off of different topics. Like they'll do like UFO sit, uh, sightings, they'll do movie stuff, they'll talk about different things in general. And just think of it pulling up a stool at the bar and talking to the Hamilton brothers. That's the way I look at it. And then Scene Invaders is also another movie review podcast that I listen to from time to time. And of course, the Braves Dugout podcast will be on here as well. Uh, the Braves. Uh, the Braves Dugout Podcast is actually a podcast dedicated towards the Atlanta Braves. So if you're a Braves fan, check that out. Also, too, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, so I might actually do a little bit of a Red Sox talk with him back and forth a little bit on that. But still, it's going to be a fun podcast. And, of course, I have a little bit of a special guest, surprise guest coming on, though, too, um, for the podcast as well. So that's going to be at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, Central Time. No, I think 1 uh, p.m. Central at 2 p.m. Yeah, Eastern. Yep, 7 o'clock p.m. General Mountain Time. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, and then, of course, you know, um, Wednesday night, we're going to maybe do our Matrix review on here for uh, for the new Matrix film because we did all the Matrix rewatches and stuff like that. So, of course, we're going to do that probably at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. But make sure that you guys stay tuned for more details later on if things uh, wind up changing. Tomorrow night, I'm just going to be on Vernon Kelly's show. It is what it is podcast. And then Thursday night, I might act, Rossi McCree might be with me again. We'll do our Sweet Tooth review. And that's, of course, at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. And there's not going to be any podcast episodes on Friday and Saturday because I want to spend New Year's Eve with my fiance and everything. So I'm going to be spending time over there. So with that being said, guys, I do appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you again. Thank you, Charlie, as always, for being on the show. I, You know, like I said, Monday nights is always my favorite night to talk about Dexter. It just sucks that we have two more episodes and it's coming to a close. <laughs> we'll figure out something else to do. It's pretty, yep. pretty easy to figure out something. Yep. And always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.